So we are in the third week of our basic sermon series. Pastor Daniel spoke the past two weeks, and who can remind me what he spoke about? Just yell it out. Jesus, yes, that's right. And what else? Why do you believe what you believe? Excellent job, Deja. So tonight, we are going to be obviously continuing the series, and we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. So I'd love to start off our discussion tonight by actually hearing from you. This did not go super well in junior high. Their answers were not, uh, not that great. So it was, it was a very needed sermon, but I'm expecting a little bit more from y'all. So tell me, who is the Holy Spirit? You can just give me one aspect, because there's... Oh, wait, 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 don't yell it out. Raise your hand for this one. Raise your hand for this one. Caleb. Third part of the Trinity, excellent. Did you want to say something? Yes, Maddie. Best friend, excellent. Other answers, those are great. Pastor Daniel, I know what you're going to say. The dove, right, he is the dove, all right. So other answers. <laughs> you're like, what? Yes, Olivia. Yes, yes, those are great answers. That's really good. William. Mentor, yeah, Absolutely. Those are good answers. I, you didn't let me down, senior high. Y'all did good. Y'all did good. So I actually have a video that answers this question a little bit. And so uh, I'm actually going to ask you guys some questions after I show the video. And you have another opportunity to get some candy. Uh, you can also get a free drink card if you'd prefer to have that instead to our cafe. So, but before we check out that, let's go ahead and pray and then we'll go into the video. So Holy Spirit, I just invite you right now to come and to have your way in this place. Pray that you will um, just prepare our hearts, that I will decrease and that you will increase and that your words will come forth clearly and with power right now. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Let's go ahead and check out this video. Right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to have my hands outstretched here, and I'm going to ask a question. If you know the answer, run up here, tag my hand. If you get the answer right, then you'll have the choice between full-size candy bar or a free drink card. So, diving on in, where is the first reference to the Spirit of God found? Yes. Uh, Genesis 1-1. Uh, it's actually verse 2, but yes, Genesis, the beginning, what would you like? Uh, yeah, candy, go for it. Grab what you like. All right. Yes, the very second verse of Genesis, the Spirit of God is mentioned. What examples of energy were given to compare the Spirit of God with? Oh! All right. Yes, Deja. Huh? Okay, they gave an example of wind. And? And breath. Yes, there you go. What would you like? Candy? Wow, please don't hurt yourselves or me <laughs> when you're running up here. All right, the new creation brought by the Spirit officially began with who? Yes? Joseph. No. <laughs> you, can't, you can't win again. No, you can't win again. I think Lily's going to get it. No, no, no. All right. The question is, the new creation brought by the Spirit officially began with who? Jesus. What would you like? Candy? Free drink card? There you go. All right. Last question. Last chance. All right. The video said twice that the Spirit, of, no, no, said that the Spirit empowers us to do two things. What were those two things? 
I was impressed the junior how I got this one. This is a tougher question. Said twice, I'll read it again. The, the video said twice that the Spirit empowers us to do two things. What were those two things? Now, if you won, you can't get it again. Here comes Sierra, taking a stab at it. I mean, there's, there's truth in that. I'll just go ahead and, should I give it to you? I think so. It's love God and love others. All right, so thanks for playing there. You guys did good, though. You did good. So um, I love this video, and I love how it shows that the Holy Spirit is a major character throughout the Bible. In fact, he's so important that we see him at the very beginning in Genesis, and then we see him again at the very end in Revelation. And what I want to do now is really build upon this video and share a few additional uh, points about the Holy Spirit that it did not mention. So the first one, actually someone said it, I was impressed, is that the Holy Spirit is God. We believe that God is one, but that he consists of three distinct persons who are the Father, the Son, who is Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and this is called the Trinity. And the Holy Spirit, he has a whole bunch of different titles throughout the Bible, and these titles testify to his godhood and reveal aspects of his nature. Here's just a few for us to look at. He's called the Spirit of life, the Spirit of grace, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of holiness, the Spirit of wisdom and revelation, and the Spirit of glory. So life, grace, truth, all these things, the Holy Spirit, these, these things describe the Holy Spirit. He is full of these things, and these things flow out of him. Now, the video compared the Holy Spirit to energy, which there's truth in that, but the Holy Spirit is much more than just energy or a force or a power, which leads to our second point, that the Holy Spirit is actually a person. It, and uh, the Bible testifies to this a whole bunch. Again, here are just a few examples for you guys. The Bible says the Holy Spirit has a free will. He can be grieved. He loves. He has a mind and he knows things. He speaks. He teaches. He has wisdom, understanding, and counsel. He can be insulted and blasphemed. You see, a force like the force in Star Wars, you know, that doesn't have emotions, right? But the Holy Spirit has emotions just like we do as people and the holy spirit can be insulted you know blasphemed etc stuff that doesn't apply to just this force or this energy and so uh, this is important for you guys to know because for two reasons first of all because the bible and the early church taught this as a basic belief of christianity and then secondly because the holy spirit is a person it means you can have a relationship with him just like you do with jesus which Taking this a step further, because the Holy Spirit is a person, that means that he is also personal, which is your third fill-in on your handout. The Holy Spirit is involved in your life, and he longs to interact with you. To show you uh, this in the Bible, let's go ahead and look at 1 Corinthians 6, and I'd love for you guys to read this verse with me. It says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have received from God, you are not your own. So you see, the Holy Spirit, he is so personal, he is so close that he actually made his home inside of us. And so that means everywhere we go, he goes. We are never, ever truly alone because the Holy Spirit is inside of us. 
And if you are, uh, here's a resource if you guys are interested in kind of learning more about this. Uh, there's a book by Benny Hinn that's called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And in this book, it's a great book. You get to hear some of his testimony. But the, the, really the premise is that the Holy Spirit is personal. Every day when you wake up, the Holy Spirit wants to be your best friend and for you to say good morning, Holy Spirit. So I encourage you to check that out if you're interested. So since the Holy Spirit is personal... And uh, he wants to interact with us. What does this practically look like? Why is the Holy Spirit important in our lives? I, I'm pretty sure that everyone in here would say that the Holy Spirit is important. But if I were to ask you why, why is he important? I'm not sure that many of you could really give me a solid answer. So what I want to do in the rest of our time is just share three reasons with you why the Holy Spirit is important in my life, and I believe that these reasons are going to be equally true in your life as well. So the first reason that the Holy Spirit is important in my life is that He convicts us of sin. Without the Holy Spirit's help, I would be living a life full of lust and anger and complaining and selfishness and every other sinful trait that you can imagine. And even though I have the Holy Spirit's help, I still sin daily. Now let me explain what I mean. One definition, I guess you could say, of sin is just selfishness. How many of you would be honest enough to say that you are selfish on a daily basis? Because I certainly am. I certainly am. Another um, way we could kind of look at sin, because the Bible says sin is not only when you do bad things, but it's when you don't do the good things that you should. So in my life, I know that I am not loving as much as I should be. I am not kind or gentle or caring as much as I should be. And how many of you can relate to that? How many of you say, would say you fall short of all that you could be, the good that you could do on a daily basis? So that's what I mean when I say I sin daily. And when I do sin, the Holy Spirit convicts me. He lovingly brings to my attention that what I did was wrong. And... When that happens, I'm so thankful for it because it reminds me that I can't live the Christian life apart from total dependence on the Holy Spirit. And I see it as an opportunity to ask and receive more of His help. And I'm also grateful for it because there are times where I sin and I didn't even realize that I had sinned. Let me give you a couple examples of this. Uh, there are times where I'll have a disagreement with my wife. And when that happens, there are times where I don't see what the big deal is. I think I am innocent in the situation. Thank you, Pastor Daniel, for backing me up there. But the Holy Spirit, he helps me to slow down, to pause, and to humble myself, and to see things from her perspective. And then I can see, okay, I really wasn't as innocent as I thought I was because he reveals to me her perspective, and that way there can be healing and resolution in the relationship. Another example um, is worry. Uh, that's a sin that I can find myself kind of slipping into without realizing it. I'm a lot better than I used to be, but, you know, I start thinking about the things, and then my mind just kind of gets going, and it's racing. You guys know what I'm talking about? And so the Holy Spirit will speak to me, and he'll say, son, you're worrying. You need to trust me with this. And I'm like, okay, God, thank you for reminding me, for showing me that because you're right. I'm not trusting you right now. And so if you are a Christian in this place, the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart as well when you sin. And you have a choice in that moment. You can either choose to resist him 
or you can choose to listen to that conviction. And what I think is true in my life, I think is true in yours, that there are many times we wouldn't even realize we were sinning if the Holy Spirit didn't speak to us in that moment and show us that we were off. And so when you're at school, you start complaining about an assignment, or you kind of lash out at the annoying classmate next to you, or any of hundreds of different scenarios, the Holy Spirit will speak to you in that moment if you're listening. And when he does, you have a choice. Are you going to repent? to the Holy Spirit and to the person, if necessary, or are you going to harden your heart? Now, thankfully, the Holy Spirit doesn't just convict us of sin, but he also empowers us to live right. What does this look like in my life? Well, actually, I want to invite you guys to kind of get a sneak peek of a, just a portion of my prayer life. Every um, day when I pray, um, after I plead the blood of Jesus... I pray the following, and I'm, so I'm going to close my eyes and pray it. You're welcome to close your eyes, but just be in an attitude of prayer, but really listen to the words that I'm saying. Holy Spirit, come and baptize me. Immerse me inside and out in your presence. Consume my thoughts, my actions, my words. Not my will, but yours be done this day. Fill me with your heart of love for the lost, the hurting, and for your people. And you guys can open your eyes. And so I know that's short. I know that doesn't maybe seem super impressive, but that is pretty much word for word what I pray. It's just a habit. I pray that every single day. So what am I doing in that moment? I'm saying, Holy Spirit, I can't live the Christian life on my own strength. I can't live the way you want me to live, but I need your help. I need your empowerment. Come and fill me right now. I surrender my life and my day to you. Now, uh, in case you're wondering, you know, why to pray specifically to the Holy Spirit, you know, like we said, the Holy Spirit's God. So if, you pray, if you're talking to the Holy Spirit, Jesus and God the Father get the message as well, you know, because they are one. But the Holy Spirit, I love it, someone said something along the lines of he's, you know, active. You know, he is really the one who is very active in our world. He's the one who moves. He's the one who does most of the things when God is moving. So that's part of the reason that I speak to, um, to him directly for that. He is the one who empowers me, and he lives inside of me. And the beautiful thing is that when I surrender to the Holy Spirit through prayer, I am able to receive his empowerment for that day. And I do this by faith, meaning... When I just pray that just now, when I pray in my prayer time, most of the time, I don't feel any different. I don't feel tinglies. I don't, you know, feel like, oh, all of a sudden, boom, I feel like Superman. I'm empowered because it's by faith, right? And I want to show you this in the word. Um, faith in his promise, like we sang about his promise earlier, that when I ask, I will receive. Let's look at Luke 11, and I want you guys to read the words that are highlighted for me. Jesus said, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now suppose one of you fathers is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? Or if he is asked for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? We're going to pause right there. The Bible is hilarious. Jesus is being like really funny right here because he's kind of being dramatic 
and so I'm going to be in a little dramatic too. I mean, you guys can, like, um, can you imagine this? If, you know, you're at home, you're asking, hey, mom, dad, I'm hungry, what's for dinner? And they say, oh, we're having snake tonight. You'd be like, what? We're having a, we're having a scorpion, you know? Jesus is saying nobody does that. No good parents. Now, I, I guess there are some places where they do eat snake and scorpion. You know, I'm assuming Jesus is talking about raw. I'm picturing it kind of like crawling around on the table, you know, trying to sting you, trying to bite you. And so Jesus is like, no good parent would do that, right? When you're asking, you're hungry, you're asking for food, particularly when you're little, you know, they're not going to give you something like this, right? And so the reason Jesus is doing this is to emphasize the next point. So let's go to verse 13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So Jesus says it over and over again in this passage. He's saying all you have to do is ask. The Father longs to give you the Holy Spirit. So when you ask, you can take it to the bank that you will receive. That's good preaching. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's good preaching. All right. So, now, like I said, I'm not perfect, right? I still sin daily. We established that. But because I prayed, I believe that I sin less and I walk more by the Spirit than I would have if I had not prayed. And the Holy Spirit, he empowers us in ways that we aren't even aware of. I totally believe that because even if you're just born again, even if you haven't prayed, the Holy Spirit helps to keep us from sins that we would have fallen into otherwise. But it's still better to pray. And how many of you all have, if you're ever like me and you've been frustrated with yourself, that no matter how hard you try to live the Christian life, you still just seem to be messing up and you still can't seem to gather. I think you guys can relate to me on that. Well, imagine with me for a second what your day would look like if you surrendered to the Holy Spirit and asked Him to come and empower you. I believe it would change your life. I believe that your day would be better. And of course, we're still going to sin. We're not going to be perfect. But it's just an opportunity for you to say, oh man, Holy Spirit, I really blew it here. I surrender to you again. And you call on His help for more of Him. So, That's our second point. And the third and final thing we're going to be looking at tonight, why the Holy Spirit is important, is that the Holy Spirit guides our decisions. One of the titles we looked at earlier for the Holy Spirit was the Spirit of Wisdom and Revelation. And we said that the Holy Spirit's God. So since He is God, that means He knows everything, which I am so grateful for because I certainly don't know everything. There are so many times in my life where I don't know what to do in a situation. And so I'm glad that I can ask the Holy Spirit for his wisdom and guidance in those situations to help me. When I was writing this sermon, I was asking the Holy Spirit constantly, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? What verse do you want me to include? If I uh, am witnessing to a person who's unsaved or if I'm counseling one of y'all or writing a sensitive email, in all of these situations and more, I ask for the Holy Spirit's wisdom and guidance. Now, as I was working on this, the Holy Spirit showed me that I'm, I'm guilty of asking for his guidance and wisdom, but then not actually stopping to listen to what he has to say. Kind of like an SOS prayer. Holy Spirit, help me here. Give me some wisdom. But then I just keep on right on doing what I was doing. But he showed me that if I stop and I listen to what he has to say, when I ask him for wisdom and guidance, he will give it to me. And the same is true 
in your life as well. If you have tension with a parent, a teacher, a friend, or if you're trying to witness to an unsaved friend, or if you're trying to decide between extracurriculars, you know, you can only do one and you have to pick between two, the Holy Spirit will give you guidance and wisdom in those decisions. Remember, we said the Holy Spirit is personal. And that means he cares about even the smallest decisions in your life. So don't think anything's too small to bring to him and to ask for his guidance on. Now, I know that I've thrown a lot at you guys tonight. So uh, before we close, I want to just do a quick recap of what we've covered. So to our first question, who is the Holy Spirit? I would love for us to read these three things together. He is God, he is a person, and he is personal. Excellent. So why is the Holy Spirit important in our lives? Let's put it up there for him. Let's read it together again. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. The Holy Spirit empowers us to live right. And the Holy Spirit guides our decisions. The Holy Spirit is one of the basics of Christianity, guys. And we have just barely, barely scratched the surface tonight. There's so much more that could be said. But my hope tonight is that you can answer these two questions more clearly than you could before the sermon started. One more thing before uh, we're done. I would love to encourage every single one of you, but especially if you raised your hand. I believe the Holy Spirit is in this place. And I believe that he wants to speak to you all right now, that he wants to interact with you. He wants time with you. And while you're in this place and in this moment, I want to challenge and invite every single one of you to go ahead right now, even as I'm speaking, I want you to move to a place where you're undistracted. The altar is open. If you need a corner, if you need to go to the back, wherever it is you need to go. But I'm going to ask you guys really to linger in the presence of God right now and to listen to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart and to speak with him. You could be here one minute. You may be here five minutes, ten minutes. It doesn't matter. They're just going to be playing instrumentally right now. But this is time for you and the Holy Spirit to talk.